I'm Pastor Jason of the River Church, and I have my good friend, co-author, Mark Anderson with me. He is a leading authority on Bilderberg Group and uh, secret societies, the banking system, a lot of different things that uh, most people, most citizens even of the United States, don't know about. And so we've got a topic today I really, I really believe it's going to impact people's lives because it is about life. Life you know, itself. Yes. Life itself. And, you know, the, uh, the thing that's awesome is God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and for me. And then as we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, it says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So we have a very exciting topic today, a great show, and you will be blessed. And uh, make sure you share it. Share it with friends so that people can be informed. This is not just information. This is where we're talking about things that pertain to eternity and how you can get involved to make a change in this nation. So, Mark, great to have you. Great to be I here. I mean, this is something new. This is our first time. Yeah, we've been know. talking about this. It's great to kick her off, right? Yeah. And it's a sobering topic today, admittedly. Yeah. Um, uh, if I may... I'll just go right into it. The things you mentioned are true. There's, you know, the private governance network, the Bilderberg Group, the trilaterals. Uh, there's two levels of government. There's right. the government we see, and over over the last couple centuries, there's a financial power and an, yeah. an, an interlocking corporate power right. that's grown up alongside of it. Most people are aware of it in general. They just don't realize that it's running the risk of overpowering the legitimate government, right? Because partially because of debt through borrowing and things like that. All that's kind of academic right now. The abortion issue is something, and I want to point this out as an alternative journalist, is something that's rarely dealt with correctly, even in alternative journalism. Of course, the mass media cartel, what we gingerly call the mainstream media, um, really, and forgive the unforgivable metaphor, butchers this yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, you cannot depend on mainstream press, mass media cartel, to give you a straight story on this, ladies and gentlemen. And even most alternative media shy away from it. Uh, the abortion issue needs to be dealt with head on because abortion is tyranny in action. Yeah. It's not someday we're gonna have this terrible ruler over us that does these terrible things to us. Right. Or someday we'll be all put in these detention centers like some 1984 scenario. This is not a someday thing. This is right here, right now, the systematic, direct, intentional killing of human babies in a profit, for-profit industry. Yeah, very true. Now, the mass media cartel, Jason, is complicit in the industry. It is not a neutral observer simply reporting facts on both sides or all sides without taking a position. It's not doing that. The mass media cartel not only takes a position, but takes a uniformly one-directional position. Right. And yeah. that is to be wholly and totally in favor of what's called the pro-choice movement. Yeah. Now, let me note that a lot of reporters, and I've been a reporter for going on 35 years, use what's called, most commonly, the AP style book, the Associated Press style book. Right out of the starting gate, something's wrong. That book advises, every edition I've seen, advises never use the term pro-life always say pro-choice or anti-abortion. Right, yeah. And so 
the words are loaded right from the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, and loaded words lead to loaded actions. Bad words lead to bad actions. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a better theologian than me, but the Bible does tell us that our thoughts, if they're sinful, are the prerequisite for sinful actions. And that, in fact, a thought is a form of action. Yeah. And so... So a man thinks, so he is. So he's... Yeah, whatever he's going to be meditating on is eventually what it's going to come out of him. Because that why? Because that's what's on the inside. And that's scripturally sound to say that, yes. correct? Correct. Now, basing things on scripture is very important because absent scripture... Human beings are left without a dependable reference point or foundation to yeah. judge what to do in life. What do I do in this life? Right. Yeah. Which is a setup, of course. It predates and it's it's prerequisite for the salvation, the afterlife that Jesus promised us for those that believe. But this temporal life matters too. It and the spiritual world are joined in a continuum that we can only dimly understand. And part of that continuum is generation after generation, the flow of life, the bloodlines of all people. Abortion is an attack on the very bloodlines of humanity. Attacking bloodlines is a military act. It's an act of mass aggression. So the abortion industry, which has claimed since Roe v. Wade in 1973, and I'm being kind and modest when I say it's claimed 50 million lives. Yeah. That is the population of some good-sized countries right now. And every one of those lives would have given away, many would have given way, excuse me, to more children. Yeah. Who would have in turn have had more children. Who would have in turn had more children. Yeah. And when you look at the mass media cartel, part of this, this war on motherhood, part of this war on the bloodlines of humanity which attacks the, the very most vulnerable among us. And as we say, our actions are, uh, are led to or are based on words and, and notions in our mind. Well, where do we get notions and words and concepts? Among other places, we get it from the press, yeah. the media. And they're real good at having this kind of propaganda, even that we're going to be talking about today. They're really good about taking a one-sided position, like you said, this left side, far left in many senses, and it's horrific, the type of propaganda that's been, being put out to the citizens. And so you're right. That's what they're hearing. So if people are hearing it from the media enough times, it will become true to them. But the fact of the matter is just because you say something doesn't mean that it's true. But if you hear it enough, you'll be brainwashed enough. Right, it has a tendency, the human psyche is very vulnerable to certain stimuli and, right. and powers of right. suggestion. That's right. It's one of the unfortunate aspects of human nature, and I believe yes. scripture warns us of that. Um, so, as Jason said, the, the big lie be, uh, becomes almost hard to ever get rid of. It becomes almost permanent right. through repetition. Repetition is used in advertising. Edward Bernays, the um, nephew of uh, Sigmund Freud, some mm -hmm. call him Sigmund Freud, um, <laughs> understood, and his book was called, Grenet's yeah. book was called Propaganda, that was the name of it. Yeah. And it said in there, and this is almost a direct quote, that we will use the power of the written word, which was predominant in those days, uh -huh. late, late 19th, early 20th century, uh, pre-radio, when the book was written, I believe, or very early radio, the power of the written word would be such to where 
we can get people to make choices that they think they're making, but choices that were made for them right. through the implantation of concepts repeated, put into the subconscious mind. Exactly. People will make a market choice or a commercial choice, not realizing the extent to which that selection was preordained in their minds through this repetition. Right. And he said that the intent was both commercial and political. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's interesting here is along comes the New York Times, May 21, 2019. And Jason, I thought the media might have finally hit bottom before this. Yeah. About this and other issues. Evidently, there is no bottom. Yeah. None whatsoever. No. The headline, pregnancy kills, period. Abortion saves lives, period. Written by Warren M. Hearn, H-E-R-N. Dr. Hearn is described as a physician and epidemiologist, get this, who specializes in late abortion services. So he yeah. performs late-term abortions, right. the, the most grisly of those performed. Right. In All the, the way up to due date. Right, which Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York was celebrating. Right. Recently on the yeah. uh, assembly floor in Albany. We saw that. Not treating with any trepidation, not yeah. treating with any kind of sense of gravity. Right. Celebrating as if he was at a bar mitzvah or a uh, quinceanera. Or yeah. A, his, his favorite uh, baseball team won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. His, his favorite team won the World Series. Using the analogy right. you want. And so, as well as the, the, the senators and representatives were celebrating along with them. A, a number of them. From the Democratic Party. Right. And, and so, I, I began to look at the article, but before I could even read this doctor's article, I, I had to disassemble. I had to take this apart. Yeah. You, you, when you deal with issues that are written in such a... Um, deceptive and manipulative way. You literally, almost like you're a kid with Lincoln Logs, you've got to take the little structure and you've got to literally take it all apart and put it all on the table and begin to reconstruct what they say while keeping in mind what a proper or just society would look like compared to this construct of theirs. Right. And you, you get into it and there are a number of techniques that are used in propaganda. One of them is called inversion. There's projection. Projection is a psychological term where you accuse others what you yourself are guilty of. You project onto them your crimes or sins or misdemeanors and you impute it to them. Yeah. I'm the robber, I call someone else a robber. I'm the extremist, I call someone else an extremist. I'm the racist, I call everyone else a racist. Usually the real racists are those that are screaming racism all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, Another technique is conflation. Conflation is where you take two seemingly unrelated or only tenuously related concepts and you artificially or erroneously join them together. You expand the, you expand the, the, the discussion to where you're connecting two things that aren't necessarily or are definitely not related. Yeah. You're conflating. Now another thing is a little easier to understand, inversion. Inversion is where you simply take a concept and you flip it on its head. Yeah. And you, you act like what's upside down is right side up. Yeah. Now, Marxist revolutions <laughs> operate like that. In, a, in, a, in Marxism, a revolution operates like this. Here's, here's reality. Here's, 
a just and moral and rational society. Uh -huh. The Marxist constantly turns the wheel. Pretty soon you don't know what the level is anymore. Yeah. Because you're, you're, it's like you're tied to a wheel or you're on a merry-go-round that keeps spinning relentlessly and you can't get off. Pretty soon you lose your sense of direction and orientation. Right. That's the pur purpose of Marxist revolutions. Now, the, the New York Times is a Marxist newspaper. It is not a left-wing Democrat paper, although it is in a sense. They preach, without the hammer and sickle, of course, sure. but they preach Marxist modernism. Yeah. The idea that all ideas are malleable and subject to change. The change doesn't have to result in something better. It can result in something worse. Change for its own sake. Change all the time. Yeah. There are no, the only fixed principle is there are no fixed principle. The only absolute truth is that there are no absolute truths. Up is down. Down is up. North is south. East is west. Everything's right. Everything's wrong. No one's right. No one's wrong. Everyone's in charge. No one's in charge. Yeah. That's Marxism. Yeah, that's Marxism, yeah. And the Marxist ruler takes that chaos and imposes a politically correct system, which we're having put upon us now, and says, you, Jason, are an illegitimate guy, but Mark, we like you because you curry favor with the party. Yeah. And so it becomes a society without any foundation. And in that maelstrom, in that vacuum, an abortion industry can easily exist. Yeah. Because who's to say what's right or wrong? It's, I've got my truth, you've got your truth. There's no objective external truth. Right. Even though the Bible tells us there is. Yeah. But who's the Bible? Yeah. You know? So That's why they removed. They want to remove the 10, or have been successful in removing prayer out of school. Right. Removing, get the 10 commandments out of the courtrooms. Absolutely. That way we can make all of our laws and establish all of things that we want to oppose. Right. You know, and that's where I always say, that's where you see Marxist, you know, communist, socialist, whatever you want to call them, this, this, this far-leaning uh, left uh, philosophy almost, are really bigoted people. In the sense very, of very they're so bigoted, extreme. and it has to do with the stem of that they're self-righteous. You know, it comes from self-righteousness. Right. You know, it there's no higher authority. A kind of pseudo yeah. self righteousness. Yeah, and that's why they're they're wanting to create this euphoria, you know, this ever adapting, and they're going to create this. But it's by them doing it, by like mankind can do that with the help, without the help actually, without the help of God or our Creator, right? Mm -hmm. God Almighty. They arrogate themselves right. to the position of a quasi godlike super state. Exactly. Where they know what their operating rules are, but everyone else is kept in this state of flux, this ongoing spin of revolution. Yeah. Um, where everything is judged based on some sort of taboo. You ever notice that? Right. Some taboo is dead ahead, and if we crash that border down, if we crash that taboo, then society will supposedly be better. You know, more women in the workforce, which was actually a Rockefeller hatch scheme yeah. to get more taxpayers paying into the tax deal because the government was going further into debt. Of course, they sell there it based go. on emotion. Some women do very well in the workforce. It's not altogether a bad thing. Has society gotten better as a whole since all these revolutionary movements have been made, the, the gains for the LGBTQ thing? Uh, the institution of Roe v. Wade and the so-called legalization of abortion, which was really um, invalidating state laws that prohibited abortion. Yeah. There's no piece of paper that says abortion is not legal. It simply said the states can't prohibit it. Yeah. 
But has society as a whole, now be honest with ourselves, really gotten better? You take any indice you want, any measurement you want, and the answer is no. No. Yeah. No, things are getting worse. Things are getting darker. When you read headlines like this from the New York Times, that pregnancy kills, period, abortion saves lives. I mean, what's the next thing that's going to come? What's the next thing? They're going to promote suicide because when you're alive, you, you kill, and when you're dead, you save lives somehow? It's ludicrous. It's lunacy to its you ever heightened seen, degree. You ever it, seen the movie The Giver? The Giver? It's got uh, Jeff, oh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges in, it. in it. Yeah, He's the giver, and there's this young man who's appeared in a number of films. I don't know his real name. He does a great job. But it's one of the few movies that came evidently out of Hollywood. How it ever made it, I don't know. But it's a little subtle. you got to watch closely. But after this big cataclysm, families are artificially put together. And they're not necessarily blood relatives. There's a nominal father, mother, children, and younger ones, babies. But there's a cap on how many people are allowed to exist. And the fathers in the household of this young man who went to the giver for guidance, in that household, the father's job for the state is on the state's orders to decide which babies to snuff out. Wow. And when the young man who's kind of like a late teen finds this out, and you're, you're, not, you're instructed not to actually love your family members with all your heart. They're just functionality people. Yeah. And well, that's what that's because they want everybody's a robot. You think this way, right. you act this way, you drive this car, you live in this cube. You know, that's everybody else. That's what they do. They just make robots out of everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. In, in, in that sense. In that sense. And so when he learns that's what his father's job is, he actually goes into this nursery that's sort of a warehouse for would-be aborted uh -huh. babies and they're already born they're already in cribs or kind of incubator cribs but they're already viable fully born yeah and when he learns that he literally breaks into the facility and steals his brother because he dared to love his little brother even though he wasn't evidently a blood relative yeah so the end game of this marxist experiment is the destruction of love itself that we are all just functionaries and we all just live with each other on some sort of economic give or take, you scratch my back, I'll scratch right. yours equation. Right. That's why everybody, their equality is the government will give you so much money, everybody makes the same, you know, they regulate everything. That's why there's so many regulations on the book. What the European Union's doing, what they're all doing is just a prototype of really where they're headed. Right, and, if, th and these movies yeah. incorporate what's known as predictive programming. Now, a lot of people might listen to me and go, oh, geez, you're getting a little imaginative, aren't you? Aren't you one of those theorists? <laughs> but there's actually a lot of evidence for everything we're saying. Um, I can produce it. And the New York Times and the other media that, that lobbies for the industry of death, the yeah. for-profit abortion industry, is evidence of its own making. Mm -hmm. They are producing the very evidence. Now, getting into this, this is inversion, as I noted. We want to, don't want to get too long here. Right. And in that morally twisted headline, pregnancy kills, period, abortion saves lives, period, I, I conclude that why would, a, why would a morally twisted headline, in this case for an opinion column, it is an opinion column, 
Why, would, why was it even considered by the nation's newspaper, newspaper of record, excuse me, much less actually published? And that can only be answered with one word, warfare. The seditionists at the Times are going into overdrive to fully arrest our natural moral order, I'm reading from my rebuttal, and incarcerate our inborn sense of how to properly conduct ourselves within that moral order. Yeah. When it comes to these profound issues, this move against all that is sacred and noble must be resisted and fully countered, spiritually, intellectually, at all levels. The mass media cartel, which consists of a mere handful of major media networks owned by less than 10 families, is, it's true, liberal in the modernist Marxist sense, as I've described. It's most often inaccurate, disturbingly biased, and rarely is it fair. But beyond anything, it's been weaponized. And yeah. that weapon is being wielded it's being branded, wielded, brandished, there's the word, to destroy the very thought patterns that make it possible to discern and apply the truth and uphold civilization itself. They're breaking down the pillars that yeah. hold together civilization. And words are very important. God thinks the yeah. word is very important. He thinks the written word is yeah. very important. Well, let me just interject this. See, we're a nation of ideals. And if they can change those ideals... That's right. Which that's what they're headed. That's what they're doing. That's what their end game is. It's an undercutting. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I say it like this way. I, I look at it this way. In the Garden of Eden, when the, when the devil came and tempted Eve, you know what he was dealing with? It wasn't, he didn't, it wasn't actually necessarily having dominion over this world. It wasn't a, a battle for land or money. It was for the truth. That's what he came. God didn't say that. Remember, she said, we can eat of any tree, but we can't eat of that tree. We can't eat of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And so that was, and then that's when Satan said this. Satan said, no, that's not what he said. You see, it was over the truth. And that's what we're talking about here. That's what this is. Because if they can change those ideals, if they can twist the truth, which the enemy is very good at. When I mean by the enemy, the devil. You have an adversary. His name is the devil. He's Satan. And he hates you. And you don't give him a free run up the sideline. As a matter of fact, anything that the devil did against you, it's not God's fault. Don't blame God. God will help you, actually. And you better make the devil pay for everything he's done with you. Or done to you or against you. So it's very important, though, that people understand that. That it's the truth that is under attack here, meaning they want to change the truth. That's why the media is just like an assault. Every single day, these different mainstream media, fake news channels, because that's what they are, they're fabricating things. It's against the truth. It's made up. Source, you know, they keep their source, source unknown, source Facebook, or better yet, oh, the source. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, I, I love it, you know. Uh, a source familiar with the situation who uh, um, spoke on condition of anonymity, that's the most yeah. uh, common clause of right. the New York Times. Anonymity that, means right. a lot of times it's made up. That's what it means. Well, in, in certain, in certain well, well, you can't verify whether right. it's made up. You can't verify and, and, and it's not like that's a rare comment. So-and-so yeah. um, uh, who's familiar with the operations of this and that yeah. on condition of anonymity said this. If that was just an occasional thing, once or twice a year, maybe five, ten times in a whole year's period, yeah. you might go, okay, you know, certain people aren't going to talk unless you don't use their name. Yeah. But when you see it all the time, 
then, yeah. then you're really looking at a problem. Exactly. But, but getting but, back to the getting back to the subject, but so there's this attack. If they can change the truth, if they yes. can change those ideals, they can twist that truth to make you believe something that is false. Then this is what's happening. This yeah. is exactly what's happening. The, the love of truth and the truth of yeah. love are two things that stand in their yeah. way. And well, and that's why Amazon and Google working together trying to get control of the written word. Absolutely, and Google that weird that weird group we brought up earlier, the Bilderberg Group, which meets every late spring, early summer, is where Google and Wikipedia and uh, uh, Palantir. And other deep state uh, social media alphabet yeah. ha have met under one roof. In yeah. England, there was even the Googleberg meeting that happened before the Bilderberg Group, which is a very secretive group, the Bilderberg Group. Yeah. Uh, the, the Googleberg Group, as they call them, met in England before Bilderberg did. But social media has lots of private meetings off the grid, ladies and gentlemen, where they chart the course for sequestering the control of information. Right. And at any rate, um, a lot of that is, is fodder for another video, but it's bad enough, as I noted here, that the Times and all other major media are of one mind when it comes to their angle on abortion. Yeah. Even the modest but widely accepted tradition of providing both sides of the story does not apply when it comes to abortion. Yeah. All the big media fervently believe, not just casually, yeah. fervently believe that the abortion industry's legality is not merely an uneasy reality to be reluctantly but neutrally reported on. Oh no. Instead, the media, without ever expressing any trepidation or sense of gravity, gleefully and eerily celebrate abortion as a supreme civil right, but only for the mother. Yeah. As for the aborted wow. child, regardless of what stage the development that the child is murdered, and I'm not backing away from that word, murdered. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He or she never receives a name. The infant is denied a burial. The remains of the young man or woman are dumped in the garbage bin yeah. and traces of their tissue, and this is verified, washed through our rivers, lakes, and streams. Yeah. And I note here that the process is so hideously depraved and in, in, in Excuse me. The process is so hideously depraved and inhumane that most of us at some point become paralyzed, wittingly or not, whenever we encounter it, almost like we're in a trance. To think, to think that an abortion clinic can operate in any neighborhood, in any country, pretty much, and carry out such a grisly for-profit trade, the money, yeah. don't forget the money, day after day after day after day, Without somebody, the sheriff, the police chief, Roe v. Wade or no Roe v. Wade, stopping it, this is testimony to the extreme vulnerability that Edward Bernays knew existed of most people when subjected to brutal, sometimes brutal, psychological program. Mankind has the unenviable ability to be able to be imprisoned without putting bars around it. You can imprison a human being without shackles, without handcuffs, without a, um, a, a beeper or a tracer on their an ankle, what do you call it? A, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the honing device where you put it on your ankle, ankle bracelet? An ankle bracelet, yeah, with GPS on it. Yeah, you can imprison the human mind through conceptual treachery. Yeah. And this is something I know the Bible uh, warns about, that we're prone to this, and 
I could go on to the more obvious things where the word fetus is used to steer us away from the humanity, the personhood of the child. Fetus sounds like a blob of tissue. Right. They'll try and argue that the baby is a mere appendage of the woman, like a rib or an arm. But the baby, I read, and I want to be corrected if I'm wrong, I read where a female uh, pre-born child, what the left or the Marxists call a fetus, develops its own ovaries, and I'm going to be conservative and say within 20 weeks. Wow. So it already has the beginnings of its own reproductive organs yeah. when it's still in the mother's womb. Come on. And it has its own arms, its own legs. It is Fingerprints. Not, fingerprints. It feels pain already. Yeah. It is a separate being. It has to be inside the mother, ladies and gentlemen, because that's its womb. That's its nurturing environment where it gets sustenance until such time as it's delivered. Right. But that does not make it a mere appendage of a woman. Now, I know there's those out there, what's this man, what's any man to tell me what to do or what not? Uh -huh. We're talking about objective, biological, and metaphysical facts and realities. Yeah. This is not a patriarchy that says, I want you to have 10 children because you're part of my harem. Uh, the choices, although it's difficult to hear in this age of sexual revolution, well, we're a little bit post-sexual revolution, yeah. but pornography and the sexual revolution is the other end of this, part of this, the, the, the other end of the spectrum, because unwanted pregnancies come from um, casual sex. Yeah. And, and that... The abortion industry is is part of this. It's what it's what feeds this in a way, and I mean, excuse me, pornography feeds the abortion industry. I want to get yeah. my concept straight. Yeah, so no, it's true. The way that we've been over sexualized, and now it's happening to young children, and that that is definitely a prerequisite for the abortion industry. Yeah, and so you get into this pregnancy kills, abortion saves lives. Now, what the author's getting at is, of course, and it's very, it's very uh, specious to say this, what he's getting at is that, yes, it's possible for a pregnant woman to die due to her pregnancy, and if the woman is not forced to take the baby to term, then you might save the woman's life. Yeah. But here's the, the, the yeah, huge they, conceptual problem there is that the article and this kind of Reportage, this kind of opinion, and there's almost no distinction between news and opinion anymore anyway, is very neglectful and blind, blindsided and blind to the other side of the equation. That the reality is that all women that get pregnant run the risk of varying degrees of some sort of physical harm and possible death, although especially younger women that are very physically able to bring a baby to term, that risk is relatively low, but a baby targeted for what we call abortion, and even the word abortion is misleading, but a baby targeted for abortion is certain to die, and die in a very violent and vile way. Mm. The mother, by the very act of nature, by, by the very principles of biology and nature and reality, is, yes, is at some degree of risk, but it's a calculated risk, and the 
the urge, the, the, the natural instincts of a woman wanting to become a mother are more than willing to take that risk in the vast majority of cases. Otherwise, there wouldn't be 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. Which is, which is something that I, that I recently heard is actually um, because there's this, there's this discussion about how much an abortion costs compared to how much the cost for adoption is. Because oh. there's all of these, you know, that adoptions. There's families out there that want to adopt babies, but the cost is so high, it's, it's beyond their reach. So there's actually discussions to actually bring that cost down. They've actually started to begin to already lower the cost of adoptions. So there's no, there's really, from a medical perspective though, I mean, I want to give you something. That's what I was pulling up here. Hey, go right ahead. But this is really interesting, but I read this based off of, by the time an unborn child is 18 days, a baby's heart beats. 18 days. Which is 40, the beginning of life. Right. Yes. 42 days. Well, according, I mean, if you look at it for a scientific argument, you know, that's what they use. Um, I believe personally in conception. But that's um, because that's what life is doing. That's the, that's, that's the initial spark. That's the initial spark. The heart, start, the heart starts, therefore... Yeah. A verifiable life now exists in time and space. Yeah. In 18 days, a baby's heart beats. 42 days, brain waves detected. 52 days, a baby hiccups and yawns. Eight weeks, all organs function. That's two months. Right there. Two months. All organs function. Check this out. Nine weeks has fingerprints. Unique. No one else has those fingerprints. That right. baby... In the womb has fingerprints. 10 weeks can feel pain. 12 weeks begins to smile. Facial expressions, all of that begins to happen. So that's the, the I wanted to read that. I wanted to pull that up because that is a factual basis of what is happening. And they call it not life. Yeah, it's interesting. They too. call it a bacteria. They call it an appendage. Like it's a third arm growing in the womb. It's, it's ludicrous. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, uh, that many in the women's movement, at least those that are more of the radical feminist uh, yeah. uh, persuasion, are all for the rights of women unless the woman is a pre-born child who's destined to become, unless yeah. aborted, a full-grown woman. I thought we were in favor of women's rights uh, in this pro-choice movement where there's only one choice. Yeah. And that's to abort. Uh, so to call it pro-choice is deceptive, to call it a fetus is deceptive. And think about the word abortion. The word abort, without the I-O-N on the end, yeah. the word abort means a system or procedure or ongoing project is terminated early due to a flaw or problem. Uh, you're on a mission and you abort the mission because yeah. unforeseen problems came up. Right. So the word abort means you, you stop a process. Even that falls short. Stopping a process or, or putting something aside because you no longer can carry on with it is qualitatively different than ending a life because you can't carry on with something. Right. So the word abortion, even that word, doesn't measure up to the enormity of what happens in the abortion, what we call the abortion of a human being. Right. So you can see the multi-loading of deceptive language. It's, it's not just one or two words. It's an entire conceptual construct loaded with misleading and false concepts. And 
that kind of thing in a, in a world like ours where everyone's in a hurry and they're working three and a half McJobs and you know they don't know which way is north half the time anyway, yeah. and they're trying to make ends meet, when subjected to that kind of propaganda, as you said early, repetitively, yeah. out of laziness, out of acquiescence, out of a unwitting surrender, they just sort of fall into the flow of things. And they're, they're taken along uh, a stream like that has a strong current and rapids in it, and they can't quite swim against the tide, so they just go with the tide. And, and that's what happens. Yeah. And over the decades with Roe v. Wade, this is what's happened. Although, on a very much brighter note, my understanding is that we had about a peak of about 1.2 to 1.4 million abortions a year just in the United States. I understand that's been nearly cut in half now. Yeah. And I, I can only think, I think some of it, and I, I believe the research will bear this out, some of it is ultrasound becoming better and better and states requiring mothers to at least look at what they're going to abort. Right.